Get ready to throw perfection out the window because you're tuned in to the Honestly Imperfect podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Penhorwood, and I'm a marketing coach and the founder of Harper Collective, where I help business owners master their PR and simplify their marketing. Each week, we'll be unlocking valuable tips to up-level your business and sharing honest conversations with entrepreneurs to uncover their stories and wisdom to inspire you to take action. Now let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome back to the Honestly Imperfect podcast. I am so happy to have you here today because we are joined by a very special guest, life design coach, Chrissy Royal. Chrissy and I delve into all things human design. Now, if you're kind of new to human design, don't stress because we cover all of the basics and so much more. I really love this episode because Chrissy looks at ways that we can live our life by design rather than by default. Chrissy shares her story on how she was drawn to human design and the work that she does today. Plus, she shares with us the different types of human design and how they show up in the world and ways that you can lean into your human design even more and release some of the beliefs or conditions that you may have picked up along the way. I look forward to hearing what you think of this episode. So let's dive right in. Welcome to the podcast, Chrissy. I am so excited to have you here and to delve into all things human design with you. Thank you so much for inviting me on. I'm excited to chat with you as well. So to kick off, I would love to know, because the podcast is called Honestly Imperfect, we're all about celebrating imperfection. I would love to know what is an imperfect action that you've taken recently that you would love to celebrate? I love this question. Um, And I think just for me in general, it is just my, I suppose, inconsistent approach to my routine, to my rituals. And so I think in the past, I would have given myself a really hard time about this. Like, you know, there's all those mantras around like rule the morning or it will rule you along, along those lines. And I think that I have just surrendered to the season that I'm in at the moment, which is really influenced by two young little babies. And so, yeah, I'm just kind of rolling with it and just allowing myself to kind of do what I can when I can imperfectly, (laughs) perfectly imperfectly. (laughs) And I think it's so nice because it sort of gives all of us that permission to just go, you know what, I'll show up for myself when I can and I'll do the best I can, but it doesn't have to be this strict regime that we have to stick to. Exactly. So I would love to know what drew you to human design and the work that you do today. I've always been intrigued with humans, like why we do things, like how we think and how we act. And so straight from college, I went into university and got a degree in psychology and then later studied life coaching. And so I think naturally this interest has just always been there. And then also kind of sitting alongside this, I have always been someone that has been almost obsessed about like trying to find like my purpose. Like what is my purpose? I I knew and I have this feeling that I was here to do something really cool. Like I just had all this energy that I wanted to be able to like pour into something. And so I was always trying to find my thing or the thing. And I think in that quest, I was always 
like looking outside of myself as well. So I've always been someone that was like looking for direction or guidance or kind of validation like externally. And so when human design kind of came onto my radar, I was like, oh, look, there's this cool thing that's going to tell me all about me and it's going to tell me what my purpose is. And so I dived into it and, you know, it illuminated me to what my purpose was, but in a really roundabout way. And so I think that this tool, like it's an incredible tool for that self-awareness and that self-trust. And now it's like knowing that my purpose is just to be my fully expressed self. It's like, this is this incredible tool that is guiding me in that process. And so I just want to share that with other people because I know that that quest in finding your purpose or like, what is it that I'm meant to be doing can plague a lot of people. And so, yeah, I just, I love sharing it, particularly from that perspective as well and and being able to cultivate that self-trust for people. So then they can just honor themselves and, and do life in their way. I think the self-trust is a big part of it and it's something that we'll definitely circle back to in this conversation because I think, you know, even when you know your human design, it's sort of fully trusting in that and fully embracing that as much as you can because we're sort of taught all these things from growing up or society that go against our human design. A hundred percent. I think that's like another reason why I love sharing this is because we are, we're very much taught to fit in. Like we're taught that there is this one way of doing life and there's this one way of, you know, being successful or, you know, really satisfied or really happy. And human design really illuminates you to just how incredibly unique you are. So it's like, yeah, being able to use that as the tool to illuminate you to who you are, to then be able to see very clearly, I suppose, who you are not, like how you are not here to just fit in and do what everyone has told and taught us to do. Mm. So for anyone who's not familiar with human design, how would you describe it? Okay. So to try and put this as simply as possible, human design is a modality that allows us to kind of generate or to create our soul's master plan, our energetic blueprint, and then it's the art or the science of then interpreting it be like, okay, so what does this mean and how do I use it? And so human design as a modality is made up of astrology, the chakra system, the I Ching, the Kabbalah tree of life, and then you throw in some quantum physics. So it is this incredible mashup that is like pulling on all these incredible systems and and arts that allows us to generate this really comprehensive understanding of of who we are and so the idea here is that like your soul chose to incarnate Earthside on purpose with a purpose and so it chose the exact portal in which to do so so this is your birth like your birth time date and place and so being able to enter in your details to a system you can create your human design chart your body chart and that is ultimately your energetic blueprint and so the idea here is that with your energetic blueprint it really is illuminating you to like your unique energetic coding like how you came here to express and interact and engage in the world around you in a way that feels very lush that allows you to you know experience ease and flow and magnetism and you know all the success that you know we're all craving but it shows you how you can achieve it and do it in your way in a way that is going to open you up to less resistance and ultimately just in a way that feels really supportive and really incredible And then also like alongside illuminating you to your gifts, it also shows you where you are more susceptible to being your not self, like where you're more susceptible to conditioning, like where you are more likely to onboard the rules and the systems and the structures from outside of you that aren't 
necessarily like inherent to you or you've got no prior consistent access to this energy. So it really shows you what you're here to learn as well and kind of can point out potential challenges or roadblocks that you may experience and just gives you that awareness so you can consciously choose to to work with it as opposed to just being kind of sideswiped. Mm. So I'm a manifester and my strategy is to inform, which I think is hilarious because <laughs> before I learned about this, like I just go about life doing, you know, what I do and thinking that people know what I'm thinking and they don't. <laughs> so my strategy is to say, hey, this is what I'm feeling or this is what I want to go and do or, you know, actually verbally tell people instead of just assuming that they know what I'm feeling or thinking, which now that I know that it's quite funny because when I've mentioned it to people, especially like relatives and that sort of thing, they're like, that makes so much sense. So I think it's really funny when we can sort of relate it to our everyday lives as well. So can you sum up the different types that people can be? Yeah, sure. So I'll start with you, the manifester. Depending on, I suppose, which like school you align with, you can look at it as there are five types or there are four types with a fifth subtype, but there's five energy types that I will explore with us or with you today. And so, yeah, I will start off with the manifesto, which is what you are. And you guys are incredible. You make up approximately 10% of the population. So you are kind of like a minority amongst humans. And as a manifesto, you really are here to initiate and to spark energy. So I think of you as like the spark of the planet. So as a manifesto, you really are here to, you know, be innovative, to kickstart movements, to kind of like really like rally energy. And so naturally there's this like inherent independence to you. So it's so funny that you say like, it just feels so strange to inform people because it is, it's kind of like, you're like, well, I'm doing what I'm doing. Like, aren't people doing what they're doing? Like, why do they even care? Why do I need to tell them? Naturally though, as you, you kind of mentioned, the strategy really is to allow you to experience less resistance from other people because naturally as a manifester, you tend to move quite quickly, quite swiftly and quite spontaneously and you can pivot really fast. And so for some reason, this is like one of those funny rules in society that we've been taught. Like we really appreciate like certainty and kind of predictability. And so your pace can feel quite unsettling for other people. And so on the receiving end of that, this is where then people might then try and control you, try and like slow you down or like try and dim your light as a manifesto. Like you really have this beautiful gift to be able to like go after what it is that you want. And so that can be kind of polarizing for other people. And so manifestors can experience a lot of resistance from outside of them so that informing strategy allows you to ultimately try and kind of pave the path and, and experience more peace just by letting people like know what's up and so I say you've got the universal permission slip to like just go after what you want because you know especially in the business world or the personal development world it's very much like the messaging that we all always hear is like make it happen like you know if it's meant to be it's up to me and so that type of messaging is very supportive for you like you know you've got the urge you've got the desire and you can run and so that's just something to onboard is that like you really do have that universal permission slip to just go and innovate and to create and to bring your desires and dreams to life we then have projectors and they make up approximately 20% of the population and our projectors are here to really guide energy so they have this incredible gift in what they see they're not necessarily like the doers right like they have this incredible fresh way in which they see things so they really can like 
read between the lines like their aura allows them to get so deeply connected and focused into someone or something that it just gives them such a illuminating perspective and so they really are here to guide energy to really inform the collective I suppose of ways in which we can do things better and like be more efficient and it's said that projectors are like the new leaders because they are here to kind of like usher in this new way because we can very clearly see like the way that we have been operating as a society is like not nourishing or is not sustainable for us as humans and so I think it's so awesome that you know, projectors are really coming in and they're going to show us this new way because it's now no longer going to be about how much effort we put in. Like it's not always about this output and going and doing. So I think that's so cool. We then have generators and manifesting generators. So together they make up 70% of the population and there's some similarities between them, but there's also differences. So if I just look at the pure generators for now, which is what I am, we have sustainable kind of consistent access to life force energy so we really are here to generate and to kind of create and share life force energy as are the manifesting generators and the way that we do this is that ultimately we should be doing the things that light us up and that really excite us because when we're doing that we're like stoking this sacral fire this life force energy which is then restoring and rejuvenating us to then be able to become really devoted to what it is that we are doing but then it's also creating like an overflow and a surplus for everyone else for the rest of our kind of like team of humans to really play with so ultimately like generators manifesting generators like joy satisfaction should be the driving force and so again when I refer back to kind of how we've been taught to live life like there is a lot of abuse of the sacral energy because the thing with generators manifesting generators they've got the ability to go the distance and so even if you're doing something that you absolutely hate you still have the capacity to be able to continue going and especially if you know, you've been conditioned to associate your self-worth with your level of output. It can almost be, again, this resistance to want to stop. It's really kind of, you know, this beautiful invitation to pursue your joy because when you're, when you are doing so, you're really creating a beautiful set point for the rest of the collective to play with. And so manifesting generators have the same capacity to have continual access to this life force energy, but they tend to be a bit more dynamic. So they're a hybrid of a manifester like yourself and a pure generator like myself so they're a bit of both so they have that kind of initiating gift that you have and that more kind of spontaneous quick nature but then they also have that kind of like that gumption and that ability to be able to go the distance and so manifesting generators tend to be you know multitaskers multi-talented multi-passionate like they are like the multi-entrepreneurs you know like the people that have just got all the interests, they want to do all the things. And so for a manifesting generator, it's very important that they honor the flow of the energy because again, we've been really taught that in life, you need to be one thing and choose one thing and follow that for the rest of your life. And that means you're successful. And that's not true for anyone, but that is just really not supportive or nourishing for a manifesting generator. They really are here to live this non-linear pathway and just to be able to, again, show us that life is so much more than just you know, this one one track model. And so it's also worth mentioning that generators and manifesting generators have this life force energy, which allows them to like kind of be the natural hustlers of the world. Manifestors and projectors don't have definition in their 
sacral in the energy center. So what this means is that your energy is going to work in like potent bursts. So you are not designed to keep up with the rest of the world. And so this is not supportive for manifestors and projectors when they don't honor their energy and they do try and just kind of blow out boundaries and and keep kind of pushing on through because we've been told like she who works the hardest wins, right? But what's going to happen for our manifestors and our projectors our non-sacral beings and also our reflectors who I'll touch on soon. But what will happen is that you will just experience fatigue and exhaustion. Like your energy is so precious and it's so potent. You don't need to do the same amount of supposed work or output as the rest of the world. And so that's a real big distinction. Then also a real kind of big shift, right? Because we're very much brought up in this, this world where it's all about what you do. And it's all about like the quantity necessarily over quality. And so last but not least, we have our reflectors who are like the rare unicorns of humans. So they make up approximately 1% of the population and they really are here like as this really wise celestial being, right? And like, so what makes a reflector a reflector is, as the name suggests, is that they are reflecting back to the environment, back to the collective, like where they're at. They're a shapeshifter. There is no kind of like fixed way of being themselves. It's almost like a chameleon energy. They will like onboard the energies of the environment and kind of reflect back so it's like that there's a real wisdom to a reflector because it's like you can gauge the health of yourself of the environment based on kind of I suppose the behavioral the ways of being of a reflector but they are extremely rare yeah I don't think I've ever come across a reflector not yet (laughs) yeah I've came across a couple but yeah very far and few between our reflector friends yeah And it's so interesting because I have a few friends. So I have a friend who's a projector and then a generator. And it's funny because as you talk, I can see all the different qualities in them. And something that I've been chatting about with them as well is this real like push and pull of sort of embracing human design and then being not quite sure. Like I think a lot of my friends specifically who we've been talking about this, we run our own businesses. So, you know, in business, it's sort of this, like you said, she who works the hardest wins. So it's this real push mentality. Whereas if you are a manifester or a projector, it's that working in short bursts that is going to be the most sustainable, but that's also really challenging to sort of embrace. So is there any tips that you have on ways that we can sort of tap into our human design a bit more and start to embrace it and let go of those old beliefs that we may have caught on to? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the first things as you're chatting is coming to mind is like really redefining what certain things mean to you. So like your idea of productivity. And I really want to share here, as you're mentioning, like yourself as a manifester and your friend as a projector, like your energy is working within those kind of more potent timeframes, right? But what I really hope that you're on board is that when you are resting, like, you know, when your energy is not firing, it doesn't mean that you're like hitting pause on life and you're just like having a hiatus from life. Like it doesn't mean that you're like starting and stopping. Whatever it is that you're creating is still alive. Like it's still growing. Like I don't want manifestors or projectors to walk away feeling like they've got the short end of the stick because they can't keep up. Like, but that's, again, this is conditioning what the world has told you. And so knowing that your energy is so potent. So yeah, you might not work long hours but what you do in a shorter time frame is going to be so much more incredible and aligned when you're really moving with your energy as opposed to again blowing out boundaries and like diluting your potency right 
you know, there are some really incredible like human design marketing strategists that actually really do, you know, provide incredible um, direction on how to work from a business perspective with your energy, because I know there are some incredible, extremely successful manifestors and projectors who are honoring their energy. So it's definitely about finding a way that is going to, to, to honor, you know, your fundamentals, like who you are as a human and then allowing you to follow your strategy and, you know, your authority as well, but simply redefining what certain things mean to you and just really making up your own rules around, you know, productivity. What does it mean to be productive? What does it mean to be successful? You know, defining success on your own terms as well. We've, we've all been taught and sold this one way of what success looks like. So I think that that's a great place to start as well. And then in terms of like, you know, human design as a system as well, it really is designed as an experiment as well. So it is, it's like you get illuminated to all this incredible insight as to who you are. And it's like, how great would it be if you could literally just push a button and you're like, okay, I'm going to just do this now. But it really is about that deconditioning process. So almost like unlearning all of the things that you have learned that have taken you away from your true essence and for me what I have really landed on is there is such an element of surrender because again we're very much taught that you have to like hustle that it's like all up to you and like you know it needs to be done yesterday and so it really is this idea of surrender as well as knowing that you were so beautifully kind of supported that there is no rush like everything that is truly aligned for you will flourish for you so it's like having that element of like trust as well that you can then bring to your work or bring to your life allows you to kind of just actually take a deep breath and just approach business approach life with a bit of ease and flow and naturally I think the more aligned you are the more you will bring in the success that you desire and the success that you know you are deserving of that you are creating. And I love how you said that even when you're resting, those desires are still alive. Like it's not like we've just switched off for the day and we turn off our desires and nothing nothing is happening. And I, I love that because whenever I am resting or having that downtime, those are the times when I get the greatest ideas and all those things come through. Whereas when I'm in the doing, I'm just so focused on achieving what's in front of me that I'm not thinking of fresh ideas. So I love that you said that because I think that really gives us a lot more permission to rest because we're allowing our desires to kind of come to fruition and have a bit of space to like play and expand as well. So I think that's awesome. Lastly, I'd love to know what exciting things do you have on the horizon? I can feel that there is this like, seven week kind of experience group experience that I have like brewing within me and I have for such a long time and I think one of the beautiful gifts that I have received from human designers again is this idea of kind of surrender and just divine timing because you know before knowing this I would have been someone that would have been like okay I've got to hustle I've got to like bring this to life and I've just got to do 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 not really like trusting my strategy kind of to respond and to just I suppose approach life with a bit of grace and so I can feel it like bubbling. I can feel it waiting to be birthed. So I know that that is like on the horizon, I would say in kind of the near future. And then also just like expanding my one-on-one coaching experiences, radiate purpose, and just continuing to expand the personalized soul master plan guide. So 
Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited to see what you create when it launches. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to see what she looks like too. I know. It's like, what's it going to be? I think it's funny that you say that because I'm sort of in the process of creating something as well. And it's funny how you can just feel it sort of simmering there. And it's like, I'm here, but I'm not quite ready yet. (laughs) Yeah. And I think you kind of beautifully touched on it as well. It was like, you know, we find ourselves so caught up in the doing. And when we're doing, we're not creating that space to actually pause, turn inward, like allow ourselves to receive the intuitions. And so we all need to kind of rest and rejuvenate. And I always say as well, like just because you can doesn't mean that you should. So, you know, being really intentional with how you actually want to devote and engage your energy. And yeah, human design obviously is this incredible tool that allows you to be more conscious or consciously create how you want to live. I love that. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom and insights with us. I've absolutely loved this chat. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love if you could leave a review or share a screenshot to Instagram and tag at Honestly Imperfect Podcast so that I can pop on over and say hello. I can't wait to connect with you again soon.